0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. Now, today's episode is a Qua episode. That's how you pronounce Q&A. Qua. This is where we answered some questions. So at the end of this episode, or the back half, I should say, we did four fitness and health questions that were asked by listeners, just like you. But the way we opened the episode is with a 53-minute intro where we talked about current events, scientific studies, talked about our lives, and we talked about some of our sponsors. So here's what went down in today's episode. We opened up by talking about more not always being better. This is one of the most difficult things to learn about working out. More is not always better. Mm. Then we talked about civil war among chimps. Yeah, when when some scientists actually observed a 40-year civil war with chimpanzees. That's kind of crazy. Confederate chimps. Then Adam talked about the Christmas tree that he brought home uh, that was massive. It was 15 feet tall. So told an interesting story how he got it in the house and got it up. I talked about the Friendsgiving uh, weekend that I had with some of my friends and family. Uh, got some cousins who have new babies as well. Got all the kids together. It was a good time. Then we talked about how bacon and pork prices have exploded. Bacon alone, 28% more expensive over the last 12 uh. months. However, if, you be- if you're if you signed up to ButcherBox that delivers meat directly to your door, eliminates middlemen, uh, not only are you not paying that higher prices, but right now, if you sign up, you can get a pack of bacon in every box for life, as long as you sign for up for them. For life, son! That's crazy. Everyone's charging more. They're giving away good bacon. Uh, if you're interested, check them out. Head over to butcherbox.com forward slash mindpump, uh, and that's where you'll get that discount. Then I talked about a restaurant that I went to with my wife. It was a lot of fun. Justin and I talked about this Instagram page that he introduced me to <laughs> called Vintage Cheese, yeah. but it's not about cheese. Yeah, rolling me under the bus. Then we talked about Tiger King Part 2 a disappointment. Then, yeah. then we brought up Felix Gray uh, gla- Blue Light Blocking Glasses. By the way, are 15% off right now, uh, and I believe that sale ends December 2nd. Uh, they never put their glasses on sale. So if you're looking for stylish blue light blocking glasses that are effective, go check them out. Head over to that's FelixGrayGlasses.com That's F-E-L-I-X-G-R-A-Y Glasses.com forward slash Mind pump to get uh, to check all that stuff out. Oh, by the way, the code for 15% off is everything 15. So everything and then the number 15 with no space. Then we got to the questions. Here's the first one. This person wants to know uh, what the benefits are of partial reps. Are they better than full reps? Like what's the deal? The next question, this person wants to know what the pros and cons are of having a workout partner. The third question, this person wants to know what we think about massage guns, cold tubs and saunas for recovery. And the fourth question, this person wants to know if there's any value in the supplement glutamine. Also, this is the last day for our November special. Half off Maps Anywhere. There's no gym required for this program. And half off the Fit Mom bundle, which includes Maps Anywhere, Maps Hit, Maps Anabolic. Got three workout programs, by the way. And our intuitive nutrition guide. So all those things, 50% off. If you're interested, head over to mapsfitnessproducts.com. And use the code November fifty. That's November five zero with no space for that for discount. discount.
1: T-shirt time, and it's T-shirt time. Oh shit, Doug! You know it's my favorite time of the week. We have two winners this week: one for Apple Podcast, one for Facebook. The Apple Podcast winner is Beyonce's R eleven, and for Facebook, we have Laura Beth Walker. Both of you are winners. Send the name I just read over to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Include your shirt size and your shipping address, and we'll get that shirt right out to you. All
0: right, here's a fitness tip that I personally have to constantly learn myself. When it comes to training, more is not always better. This is a big lesson, especially for those of you fitness fanatics. You do more, you get better results until you stop, and then you go backwards. All right, but guys, that's help. not what my coach told me. Yeah, totally. So, How many yeah. times have you guys uh had to relearn this particular lesson? Oh man, this is
2: probably one of the hardest ones because it again, like as a joke, it it was seriously like a mentality I had uh in the gym. It, more intensity. Uh I, I was like, I have to be there more often. I have yeah. to do this like almost every day of the week in order for me to get to the maximal level of achievement I can get. So
3: I think what makes this one difficult is that less is not necessarily more here either, right? So
0: there's the right dose exactly.
3: So it's like normally when when uh, more doesn't mean more n- most often it means less means more. but in this situation it's not always true either. it's like so, I think that, and it's also a moving target, right? So there's not like the the perfect amount of volume and intensity that you apply every day, day in, day out, week over week, month over month. It's kind of this moving target all the time. So I think this is why we all kind of misjudge this. Even even with our experience, we still no, misjudge that's a, it.
0: that's a good point. Uh, your lifestyle will determine what is the right dose of volume and intensity. Now, but here's a follow-up question to that. Okay. You're a fitness fanatic. Where do you tend to mess up? On the less or the more side? Oh, always. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, that's why I'm always careful about this conversation because there's there's two very uh, distinct clients that come to mind when I think about this conversation. Yeah. And they're on polar opposite ends of the spectrum. You've got the client who is inconsistent, has never strung two months of working out three days a week, uh, and and is looking for every excuse not to work out or take a day off. Um, You have that one, and then you have the other one who is a fitness fanatic. They love to work out. They would swear they need to work out, um, and they love the sweat. They love the burn. They love the cortisol. And so that's why this is such a a, a challenging conversation is most people fall in one of those two categories, and so you're you're trying to push one up, and you're trying to pull one back. You
0: know, I'm going to add to that, though, Mm -hmm. because I will say this, even the inconsistent people, people who never really make it a part of their lifestyle, they tend to overdo it when they do it. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll do nothing and well, they yeah. do it and then they'll do too much. Right, right. So it's it's a message that's important, I think, for everybody to understand that there's a the right dose. And now here's where I always screw up, right? I learned, it took me a while to learn that if I did too much, I would overtrain. Not only would my body not improve, but it would actually start to go backwards. So it would be just require too much recovery, The adaptation process couldn't occur because my body was trying to heal all the time. I was beating myself up. So then I would scale it down and then this is where I would fall. There's this like maximum amount of volume and intensity that you can tolerate. And then there's the optimum amount of volume and intensity. And oftentimes the optimum amount is still less than what you can tolerate. Like I can work out, I can push the limit and not necessarily overtrain but I'm going beyond what's necessary, which means I'm just slowing down my progress. And that's what I mess with now. It's like, oh, I think I could do more. I think I could do more. So I know what overtraining feels like, yeah. but now it's hard to figure out the right dose because I still want to go and push harder and do more. Yeah. Yeah. But this is one of those things that's like, uh, if, you're, if your body's responding well, you probably should stick to what you're doing. And what we tend to do, I don't know about you guys, but this is when I overdo it, it's when I'm crushing. I'm doing great. Mm-hmm. And then my next thought is let's do more. With oh, morning. yeah.
3: I don't I don't overtrain or I don't tend to overtrain. I've learned now, right, when I get back. Well, I shouldn't say that either. So that's not true. So there's even like when I've been inconsistent for a while, um, many times when I get back into it, I know that obviously I can't return right to the same volume, the same level of intensity that I was training at, let's say, a month ago or whatever. So, I know better than to go all the way there, but I still tend to uh, do a little more than needed. And I'm always reminded of that the next day or two when Mm -hmm. I see how sore I was. And I go, and but my attitude is different. Like when I was younger uh, and I'd feel sore like that, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that was a good workout. I did the right thing. I did did it. I got a good workout in. Where today, when that happens, if I'm really sore from a workout from the day before, I go, "Ah, shit, I didn't need to do that much. That's how I think now. Um, And it is, it's still hard to gauge even after all these years. And what I've learned too, is just that you, you, it's almost like you can almost not do too little, right? So if I have if you haven't been training for an extended period of time, say a month or beyond for someone who's, let's say at these holidays, have to get back into the swing of things like many people will, Mm -hmm. um, you going to the gym and just doing five sets of squats and leaving is probably more than enough for a majority of people Agreed. And, and you don't feel like that in your head. You think you need to do so much more.
0: No, I, I agree with you. In fact, if, and this is really true for fitness fanatics who, who go off and then come back after a layoff is that the, it's easier to, to add more if you did too little than it is to pull back when you've mm-hmm. done too much, when you've done too much, you're already in the hole. Your body's already trying to recover a lot and now you have to really scale back and allow that to happen. But if you did like a really easy workout at worst you'll get a little bit of results but that's okay because you can scale it up the next week. You don't have to pull back as much. I think the big challenge is that we confuse healing and recovery with adaptation because they often happen at the same time. But healing is literally your body's healing itself from the damage. Adaptation in this context is going above and beyond that. So it's like Body's healing from the damage. Now it wants to get stronger and more resilient so that next time that that insult, that stress doesn't cause damage. But they're, they're different. So just because you recover doesn't necessarily mean you're adapted. Well, this one,
2: yeah, was definitely a hard one for me to realize because uh, there was this mentality that eventually your body's going to adapt. You know, if I keep sort of going intense and I keep adding more to, to the plate... Uh, my body eventually has to overcome, you know, these these odds I'm facing, these challenges right in front of me. And that's like sort of the athletic sort of mentality of like, I could just get over all of these obstacles, uh, you know, eventually. And so to to keep adding it to me was always like, well, I could just bust through all of this and and on the other side of it, yeah. uh, I'm going to be Hercules or whatever, right? But uh, there's such a smarter way to to go about it where you find that, that right dose, where you know your body's going to recover mm-hmm. and get you know uh, to a point where you're you're, you're going to be working with your body and you're going to see results happen and it's just going to be the snowball effect uh, if you pull back just a bit and find that sweet spot.
3: I think a lot of that has to do with athletics. There's um, I don't know if I want to say there's more room for air because you would think oh, with the professional sports that's not true, but you with with athletics there's other adaptations that you're getting from. Quote unquote overtraining wow, mental, right? yeah, mental discipline, and resiliency, yep. work capacity, right? Like, and that those uh play in the favor of the athlete, regardless of your sport. It's hard to parse those out, too, right? Yeah, and and you so, can... you're getting so you may not like you may not get a tremendous uh, uh like increased speed or increased vertical or put on more muscle mass, but you are going to get work capacity, mental toughness, you know, stamina from mm. pounding the body like that. Mm-hmm, and so, right. what I think happens to a lot of athletes is because they're, they're getting those adaptations from train over training like that. They assume that they're training the right directions when in reality, there's a sweeter spot. But I think that's why uh, uh, people that are played sports have a hard time. With you know, this. it's
0: funny. I used to train this. Um, old, I've talked about him a few times on the podcast. He was an old older dude in his late seventies, self-made millionaire, loved him. And he used to box back in the day. Um, he was from the East coast and then he coached boxers. So we would talk Uh, The fight sports all the time. Those are really the only sports that I like to watch. So we had great conversations. And then we talked about heart, right? You've always heard like boxers being referred to as some of them having a lot of heart. And what does that mean, right? They can take a beating. They stay in the fight. They're scrappy. They don't give up. And we would talk about how to train for heart. And he said, you know, what's funny, Sal. He goes, if you have, if you're really in shape and you have a lot of stamina and endurance, you automatically have a lot more heart. I said, that's a very good point. He said, oftentimes, it's the more fit person that has more heart because he's not sitting there feeling like he's going to die. Right, right. He said, yeah. now, of course, it's also the mental aspect of it. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is you're right. You can train lots of mental fortitude by beating yourself up in the gym. But if you show up to your sport severely overtrained, you'd be as tough as you want to be. Your body breaks down, your body breaks down, and it doesn't really do you any good. So you have to be careful with balancing that out. But I do understand that. I know the military does that, for example. They don't yeah. – they train people to get them fit and then there's training that has nothing to do with improving your fitness. It's all about yeah, we gotta make you tough fortitude. and, and well, see what you're made of. And in oh, a yeah.
3: perfect world for athletes and even in the military or any case, like there's there's value in in training blocks of that. Totally. Right. So there's there's value in saying, like, hey, this week, this is not about getting more weight up. This is not about us building any muscle. This is can you take it? Can you take the punishment I'm going to deliver to you for the next week? And that's going to transfer into game day mental fortitude. But then there's that, okay, we've trained that way now. Now let's also be more scientific with our approach on adding muscle, speed, agility, yeah. all these other but things. But in
2: terms of uh, more, uh, I mean, there is a way to apply that that's really effective for athletes. And that's just, you just have to really manage your intensity uh, appropriately. And so that way you you can, uh, I mean, it, it's everything you see in practice, right? If I'm dribbling, uh, and trying to get better at my, my handles and my skills for basketball, you know, the more often you do that, the better. But in terms of like, you know, weight training, it's, it's similar, but you have to make sure the load isn't too much. You have to make sure the stress isn't overbearing to where you're now you're healing, Yes, but it, you know, practicing it constantly does, uh, really propel you forward. No,
0: dude, along those lines, there's lots of ways to add more, right? You can add more sets. You could add more frequency and total volume or more intensity. I will say this with intensity. If you manipulate your intensity, you can get away with a lot of frequency and volume. For example, I could take a very deconditioned person off the street and with a really low intensity, I could train them every single day. Mm -hmm. Or I could give them a 15 minute workout where I I slam the intensity so high that I could probably send them to the hospital in a 15 minute workout. So Intensity is the one variable that I like to manipulate the most. So if I increase the volume, I'll drop the intensity, and then I can handle the. Vo- but if you go intense and high volume and all that stuff, yeah, you're going to be totally spinning your tires. tires. Speaking of intense, you know what I read this morning? Crazy! I did not know this. So. Did you guys know that? Okay, so you guys have heard of chimpanzees going to war with each other. Have you heard of this? Going oh to yeah, war with to each each other? they're brutal, bro. So chimpanzees have been observed in nature because they have their you have you build they build their little clans. Yeah, and then they'll raid other clans and like rip their faces off. Violent, that. yeah, bro, like terribly violent, like wars. Like, well, they tear them to pieces and kill the children. They, it's just they eat.
2: They I think they eat them. They'll stuff eat too, them yeah. or
0: drink their blood. It's crazy. Well, I did not know this, but there was a four-year civil war between these two chimpanzee clans that was observed, I believe, in the 1970s. For four years? Four wow. years. It started as one group, and I don't know what they call a group of chimps. Is it a Congress? I think it's a Congress. A bunch of monkeys. Isn't that ironic? But anyway, it was- <laughs> Is that was, true? I believe That's so. Maybe Doug could look it up. Back check that, A dog. group of monkeys is a Congress, <laughs> yeah. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Community. It's not, it should be.
3: Community. That's <laughs> Some political, sounds, political uh, joke Congress that South- But sounds- Congress is probably thought. better. Yeah, let's say Congress. <laughs> it's actually Senate.
0: No. Congress so, yeah. does
1: mean something with monkeys. Anyway, so these-, these uh, A troop. A, a troop of monkeys. Is called? Uh, troop. Yeah, a group of chimpanzees. Is this a troop? Anyway, yeah. so this
0: this huge troop of, of chimpanzees split off because one of them decided to become the alpha mm-hmm. and two of the other males didn't like it. So they fought and then it, car- it created this divide. And over the course of four years, these two chimpanzee groups would go to war and would raid- each other and kill each other and it was all observed and monitored dude so wild and i read about some of the things that they saw this woman who was a scientist she's like i would have nightmares after stuff that i would see like there was one case where one of them like killed the other one or something and was like drinking blood from its head and it's like this is like Scary shit that chimps that we're doing. That's our closest relatives. If you yeah. think about it.
2: Really crazy. Yeah, that's insane. I had no Planet idea. of the Apes is already happening, I guess. Oh, uh, now, does it,
0: While when we're you... all paying attention to our phones. And then you have the bonobos that just screw when up. You, just yeah. everybody. When
3: yeah. you read stuff like that, does that give you um more empathy towards the ridiculous human behavior that we tend to see on what other side? What other doesn't matter what side you are with a with a topic that's going on. Like and then this has been a great year for this all this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, right?
2: I think uh, it reminds uh, us how like that's still in our DNA.
3: That's like, I, yeah. so that's my point, right? So if you if you if you subscribe to that we evolved from these chimpanzees, right? That's our closest relative. Yeah. That that's that's in, innate in us, right? So we have that's those are our natural behaviors. And over time we've evolved and we become more civilized, but you still have those deep down those tendencies. And so when you see people act out or act stupid or do these things that other people, oh my God, I can't believe that. Or we take these sides. Oh, I I believe he's more right here. That person's more right there. A lot of this yeah. is just animal. I have
0: two there's two often sides of the coin that I'll fall on. Sometimes I'll look around and realize that mental illness is actually human that's a part of the human condition if you really think about the things that we do and then you try to apply logic to it you realize that all of us are a bit mentally ill in that respect just all the stuff that we do we make lots of decisions that don't make any sense like the things that we do that's bad for our health or how we you know we we get all our egos get inflamed and we say things that and if you really separate yourself you're like man that's everything we do is oftentimes really dumb hmm. but then on the flip side When I read about primates and stuff like that, and you look at that, the fact that humans have created societies with hundreds of millions of people or billions of people, and we generally get along. We really do. Like we live in a city with millions of people. I could walk around the city, go to the store, and I really don't feel like I'm going to get assaulted. No one's going to kill me or steal anything from me. Pretty sure my kids are are safe at school right now. That's a bit of a miracle if you think about animals, right? Yeah. So one side, I'm like proud of how we've done things. The other side, I'm like, man, why are we
2: so stupid? Dude, I think the problem is groups. Mm-hmm. Like anytime we start getting just like uh, together with too many people, yeah. But there's a reason the why we ideas. always gravitate
3: towards that. That's natural. It's tribal. It's, it's tribalism.
2: Yeah, and and you see that in in chimpanzees. You see that in you know the animal kingdom. Uh, and it's interesting if you kind of look back from a bird's eye view. Of how humans behave and interact and treat each other, it's usually like over a bigger thing that creates a, a yeah. shittier response. Yeah, but
3: that's an interesting thought, though. Like, I mean, look what we do with family. I mean, it's our family. I was right? just
0: gonna say you can't ignore the beauty with groups either. That's there's right. Two sides. That's
3: right. There's, there's we naturally gravitate towards that, and I, I guess I have.
0: Like name animal I think anim- it's a numbers issue. Like name animals that take care of their sick. And I don't and necessarily think like it's always
3: do. that bad that you gravitate towards family or close people that you have things in common with and you like. I don't think it always has to be a negative thing like a we turn it into all the time. I think there's uh, nothing wrong that there's a group of people over here that enjoy doing these types of things. That I have no enjoyment, and I gravitate towards a group of people over here
0: who enjoy bro, these things. You know what it is, bro? It's fire. Uh, okay. So when we discovered fire, <laughs> seriously, no, 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 I'm gonna <laughs> tell you. No, I'm gonna give you the analogy right okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. Fire has the ability to warm us, to provide us with safety, cook our food, transform society. Also, could burn us, kill us, be used in war. All those things, right? If you look at human behavior in groups, you ever go to a concert and everybody's singing along and you feel like you're a part of this massive group and it's this incredible feeling or you've been to a sporting event uh, right. or you've done something with your family. Yeah, group flow. Group flow, yeah, but there's did. a there's a dark side. Yeah. And if you read about mob mentality. Right. It's powerful in both directions. It's exactly Ooh. what it is. And you can't have one with the other. You yeah. cannot have something that's so powerful that it, it causes, it creates this, this beauty and compassion. And, and it's simultaneously I think part of our I he
2: has so much influence like a lot of times people don't realize what's actually what how they're thinking how they're behaving uh, a lot of times they're just sort of reacting based off yeah. of like whatever group they're a part of and, yeah. and it's 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 to me it's it's been even more evident over the last few years than ever before.
3: Also, know? natural human instinct, too. There's certain people that were born to lead, that want to lead. And that, and then there's lots of people that want to follow. They don't want to think about it. They don't want to make the decisions. They just want to be told what to do. And then they gravitate towards a, a group they feel comfortable in or confident in. Right. And they don't want to make decisions. You they ever just read want the, to go along. The, you, ever, I mean, is that,
0: you ever read the studies on stuff like that? Like I can't remember what it was, but there's this predictable pattern where... Like there's, there's a group of people and then there'll be that one person that like, let's say like there's music playing and you're with a bunch of friends. Like there's 50 of you and you're all family and friends and the music's playing and it's really good. And then there's always that one person is the first person to kind of be brave stand up and start dancing. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what they called that person, but let's just say that's the leader. He's the maverick. But then there has to be the second person for this to cause a trend. Right. And there's always that second or third person yeah. that steps up and does it also, yeah. and then everybody else starts to follow. The them. early adopters. That's what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. So, yeah. And there's this whole pattern of, of human behavior with that. where, yeah. But then you look at mob mentality, which is very strange, People behave in ways in mobs well, that they would never act. They would never do it. Back act. to the
2: chimp thing, though, uh, dude. I got to say that uh, we definitely have, like, I'll, I'll fight anybody who doesn't think that we have some of that inside us. Of because, course. dude, I, like, so I was watching TV, and, and I look over, and Courtney's on her phone. And I'm like, what are you watching? Dr. Pimple Popper just. Oh, like looking at all the most disgusting, like, Jessica why? Jessica that. And like, you know, pulling ticks off and like, like the, there's something weird about Bro, that. If that,
0: I have a blackhead or something on my back is, yeah. and I don't let Jessica go to town, she's actually angry with me. Yeah. She'll get mad at me. And I'm like, why do you want to do that? That's disgusting. exactly That's like, chimp. Tell me. Behavior. Tell me that's not chin. Champ- I tell DNA. her that too. I say, babe, that is your monkey instinct. So I think the answer,
3: <laughs> is, I think the answer is, is us, instead of us trying to change this or deny it, is to find a find ways to uh evolve and work with it opposed to you totally. know, like yeah. denying that it is. Acknowledge it. Yeah, acknowledge that it is part of uh, our, our past. Acknowledge that that's well, probably what we came from, that it's there's probably a lot of natural instinct for you to act a certain way, and that it takes a lot of discipline and self awareness awareness to be able to, I agree. to be able to unpack that and go like, mm, maybe I shouldn't act. I this agree. Way. You yeah. have
0: to, we have to acknowledge these, these biological uh, drivers before we can become aware of them and either embrace them or work in a way to where those biological drivers don't become destructive. Like, you know, someone cuts you off. You might have this biological drive to you know, go beat someone up. Right. But you're aware like, Oh, okay. I know where that comes from. I'm not going to do it. And I'm using an easy one that everybody agrees with, but I agree with you. I think it's important that we I- identify and admit and say, because a lot of people are like, no, humans are a clean slate. There's no biological drivers. That's bullshit. We're still animals, but we need to acknowledge those well, biological it's, drives it's, and, and our instincts and
3: then work around them. It's like the case that who are we talking to that was making that for monogamy? that that's why i mean it's it in your natural as as a male it's in your n- natural human instinct to want to mate with multiple mates Tons of but, yet, but yet but yeah, but yet we've decided that monogamy is the way to go for civilization it but it makes sense better. yeah it works better for a society that you don't want to be at war and trying to kill yeah. each other in clans because if right. if one or two guys was taking fifteen or twenty. If we we're in a in a group and there's a hundred people in our entire clan, half half men, half women, and three guys took a majority of all yeah. the women because of the their most attractive, the strongest, whatever. What ends up happening with all the rest? They're going to try and overthrow or kill. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it I mean so it makes sense that there that's natural. I mean that's what I took from when would Katrina and I read Sex at Dawn. Like there obviously there's some people that read that book and then said, oh this is the way we're supposed to be, and so that make an excuse for yeah. you know sleeping with everybody and. And saying that open relationships is the better way to go, what I took from that, or what her and I both took from that, was like I think there was just a, a compassion for each other, especially sure. I think for her, the way she looked at me as a man, that it's in my in my nature to want to do those things, and it takes effort and work for me to resist those not things to. and choose
2: not discipline. to. Yeah, yeah right.
0: Yeah. No, it's that discipline. It's I mean, it's no different than ab- ab- abstaining from crappy food all the time or not just being lazy. It's the same thing, you know. Historically what has helped, and this is just a fact, what has helped humans evolve in this direction are spiritual practices. Spiritual practices, this is what they do. And the more that we, and I don't care what spiritual practice it is, uh, that's typically what they do. That's why they stick around for thousands of years is they help, they allow us to evolve beyond these instincts to become better and work better together. Uh, But as we start to throw spiritual practices away, and we're going to see more and more people being like, "Oh, I can just
3: Do you think that it's more of the the spiritual practice or that it it provides a, a moral fabric for you?" That's a
0: big part. That's mm-hmm. 100% part of it. I mean,
3: I feel like it that's like the that's like the main thing that I would think is that otherwise if if you don't if you don't have morals, then why not steal? Why not cheat? Why not sleep with everybody? Why not do if those If everything's things?
0: subjective, right, that's right. Humans are smart I could sit here and make an argument for a lot of things, right? I could sit here and say, "Oh, it's you know, it's it's cool
3: survival of the fittest." There's, there's food at the grocery store. I'm just going to take it. Why mm-hmm. not? Why not just take it? You oh know? no, people can I make. Need it for argue- my, I need it for
0: my family and for them to be able to eat. Yeah. Why can't I sleep with that person? We like it. They like it. it. Doesn't matter if they're, you know, this person or that person or whatever. Or you know, I get it. That subjective nature. If everything's subjective, that can cause destruction because we're so smart. That we can rationalize almost anything, but if you have objective, like here's the rules, this is objective, the way it is, uh, that's always wrong. So let's not do that. This is probably the right thing to do. Then we tend to work better. Well, if you don't
2: that. do that, you're just gonna get swept into whatever the uh, culture and society tells you, yep. uh, you know, are the the moral uh, ideas of, of the moment. And totally. So it's that's all I'm seeing now. It's like these aren't even ideas. People are just making things up now. Uh, you know to to, to create
3: as the standard of morality yeah well let me tell you what's not smart <laughs> buying a foot 15 foot christmas Bro, tree and that picture it's gonna
0: be, i think it's gonna be no big hold deal on a second. you gotta <laughs> explain this to me so i see the picture you have a big ass it truck. does it
3: the the pictures and the videos that i've sent family and friends it does not do it justice until Bro, you that's actually like a, that's
0: like a tree that's in the forest that you yeah. look up at the,
3: my my ornaments are this big so the ornaments
0: that go on it. So did you bring the chainsaw and, and, and no 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 get so down, the, so
3: no 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 this this tree's uh, well that is,
0: requires some planning to cut more, a tree like yeah, that. yeah. So how big was it well I'm not only that mine. it's
3: actually hard to find really a like aesthetic fifteen foot trees okay you can find ten footers eight uh, footers all day long finding a fifteen like this was shipped from Oregon right so I had to, the only reason why I even went early right so I broke all my rules I've never done Dang. this before <laughs> Thanksgiving I called around. And I'm looking for a pre-cut 15 to 20 foot tree. Like we're going all Griswold style right this year, right? So I'm looking for that. And I went down the first day it opened because they only get like 15 of them. They ship them all the way from Oregon. They come down and then like, like the biggest tree farm here in the Bay Area only gets like 15 to 20 of these trees. So I went down there as soon as they got them, so I could kind of have my pick and and figure out which one I wanted. Bro, it was Plus-
0: like, there's like squirrels in there. I mean, I think- <laughs> Actually, you do
3: you when you when you open it all up, there's like nest and crazy stuff like that. It's like, yeah, no, it was. I mean the 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 trunk of this motherfucker was. Every bit that big. How'd you,
0: it, like, how did you move? Well, I don't. You? So I
3: don't know what I said. First of all, it took five Mexicans to load it up in my truck. So, <laughs> I mean, that's so you knew it was no deal. And that's. By, I mean, I said that earlier. Someone was just like, "You can't say that's real. That's a compliment. That's not fucking racist, right? The, yeah. That means it would take ten white guys to get it up <laughs> oh my on my truck. That's yeah. how crazy She's basic this thing math. was. Yeah. And I got and when I get home, all I have is Katrina's seventy-something-year-old dad and her at the house. So it's
0: just you three. So the three of us get it from my truck now so you go you go went from you went from five to three Mexicans now yeah
3: that's exactly right that's exactly right so uh we did we did get it boy was it a it was a hell of a time so I had
2: so you need like ropes and everything to kind of stabilize dude, it like. and it
3: and I had to get them at the at the tree farm to mount the stand on it, right? The, and the stand is, you know, every bit, you know, six feet, yeah. you know, six feet wide oh, or of that to support something like that. I had to tie it to my banister at the top of the stairwell. So just because I was scared to death, like this yeah, you thing come down a max old. or something yeah. like that. So it's on the stand. And then behind the tree, I have my stairwell and I've got like strings attached to it just to make Matt, sure that- to decorate it, it? what hilarious. are you doing? Going
0: up the stairs using ladder?
3: Uh, both. I, so I have a 20 foot ladder plus stair on the hanging over the stairs and oh man it was i tell you what never again <laughs> never again well
0: so let me ask you so how are you going to keep it from getting really dry because it's a bit early isn't it
3: yeah it's a little early i mean you it's it, it's kind of the thing that i'm so I'm, I'm, if you give them water every day like you're supposed yeah. to they, they'll they'll last you know what you're gonna hate what? when it's time to take it down oh I, i'm yeah. paying somebody a hundred percent to do that i am not after fucking with it like that i will find somebody Cause that
0: was all day
3: yeah. You were doing that thing all day. It was all day. It was scary. It was a headache. It was like, it was way more than I thought it was going to be. Like in my head, like all I was really thinking was the height of it. And I'm like, okay, I, I've got 15 to t- I think I have 20 foot ceilings right there in that entryway. So I'm like, you know, it's somewhere between 15 to 20 feet is, is what I want. Um, and I, and, I, and I have a huge like open front area. So I'm like, I can get, a, I know that's plenty of room for a tree. But this thing is so big that it like it comes all the way out to my stairwell, and you open the door. You're, you're like a drone to drop the angel. Dude, on top, it's, right? it. the the fake ones would have been way better. Way I, I, next year, it's I'll get a big tree again, but I'll buy a fake one uh, for that front because lugging that around, getting it up, like scary, difficult, no, no thanks, messy. Yeah, uh, it's just way more than what I thought. Like I didn't think. Now it was are you be going?
0: Big. Now you got a massive tree. Are you gonna go like all out with all kinds? Are you gonna get like the big inflated Santa and the sleigh and all that stuff? Uh,
3: I'm I'm less. I, I, we do. We have a snowman and like a little welcome sign that will go out in the front. I don't do the outside that much. I like the inside done. Mm. And that's like selfish. I and like you
0: like it all uniform, right? So it's all, well, you pick like two colors, three colors. Yeah. yeah what yeah. are they? Yeah. So we did black and white. Black and white. Yeah. We did it. Never done that
3: before, which is, I really, I've already done it. I've yeah. Because
0: last year, what'd you do? Blue and blue and it was like silver and blue uh, or white I, and blue? Uh,
3: I don't, yeah, I think last year I did the, I did the sharks colors, and then the sharks colors and red. Yeah. But I'm, I have a weird thing about, I've told that on this podcast, haven't I? Have yeah. I talked about that before? My weird fetish with not having like a, like, a, I like a Macy's tree. You know what I'm saying? Like the all, Uniform. Wait, how do
0: you like a Macy's? What do you mean
3: You know, like, no, 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 no. Like, Macy's <laughs> is like, you, you're the
1: Macy's catalog? You Doug, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. You know what I mean by that? Like yes. it's I mean everything's uniform. There's like a color palette yeah. that they it's use. It's not a bunch of Christmas of colors. Yeah, it's which like that, so colors. I
3: I grew up as a kid, which I and this is not a knock on families that love this. I just couldn't stand it as growing up. Like the we had like the popcorn strings yeah. and then like, you know, the blinking lights on the bottom, and the still lights on the it was top. Bubbly, and, like old school everything. Ones. Like it those. was literally like what it was is you know, mom brings the Christmas stuff out that we've had for twenty years yeah. and some stuff works, some does
0: it's doesn't, like Christmas it. exploded. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
3: and there's like you know, ornaments from all of us as we grew the up through kids. with your
2: dumb like first grade picture yes yeah. she
3: loves it and I love that she loves I got it that. but for me like I'm particular about the way my house looks and I gotta look at this thing for a month and a half or whatever like that like I want it to, to flow and look good oh that's, and,
0: aw- well, that's awesome it's a good I mean it's one of those was it type 2 fun right you're gonna look back on this and remember. yeah I mean now that it's
3: up and it's all done it's really cool and people walk in they're like holy shit yeah. you know so it's got the cool wow factor to it Um, and I mean imagine that 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 big of a tree, it makes the whole house smell good. Mm. Uh, so you know normally you get a little eight foot tree and you can smell it in the house like imagine a big dude, ass my buddy one time <laughs> got a
0: big ass tree it wasn't like that but it was a big tree and he cut it down brought it home put it up and didn't know that there was like, an, like a bunch of ants in there and then yeah, <laughs> like, the, yeah, like the next day the ants <laughs> yeah,
2: termites everywhere
0: in. in his house yeah see yeah, I man. bought so they they have the the tree farm over
3: and you know where it's at over by San Martin Morgan Hill you guys would drive on South yeah. on 101 the big huge tree farm so I they have a, a farm up in Oregon where they grow the monsters at and so yeah. this thing is like, and that's the thing. If you go cut something like this, it's like crooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, it's this thing is perfect. It's yeah. literally, it's even all the way around.
0: And like, they, it's- GMO re- tree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm yeah, this, sure. this weekend we did uh, Friendsgiving. So we do this every year. We're not on Thanksgiving, but it's usually around there. We'll invite some of my cousins over and we're all just going to hang out. But this year was a little different because- we didn't do it last year because of, you know, everything that was going on. So we just said, we're going to do it this year. But now, so I have, we had our son, right? He's a year old. My brother had his baby, which now I believe he's three and a half or four months old. My cousin Gabriel had his baby about two months ago. And my cousin Alex, his wife is due in a couple months. So they didn't have the baby yet, but so we had three babies and then we had other families come. So everybody got together. We got the babies all together, which was awesome. <laughs> so we could all, we put them all on the, on the rug and took pictures and yeah. Then, halfway through the night, I told my my cousins and my brother, so let's take the kids for a walk. So it's like a bunch of dudes walking three babies. You should have seen the looks we got in the neighborhood. <laughs> you know, People bet. are looking at us like, three men, three babies. you guys know what you're doing? Like, where'd your wives go? Like, what's going <laughs> yeah. on? It's hilarious. But we, you know, we took them for a walk. And then my son is, he's such a lover. He is like the biggest, he would go up to the baby and he, Aurelius my, or no, Aurelius. Domenico. But well, my oldest is also. But uh, but it's my my one year old. You know, you don't see that. You start to see these things kind of develop, mm. right? So we have this little. He got this little teddy bear, and I could already see it with this teddy bear because he squeezes it and he kisses it and makes all these noises. The one, the same noises we make when we hug him and stuff. He's very touchy feely. Well, anyway, with the babies, he'd go up to the baby. And he'd make this little voice, which I know where he got. He got it from Jessica. When Jessica is like playing with him and she wants to hug him, she makes like this little cute voice. Mm -hmm. So he did that. And then he would go and gently touch their face. And then he'd go like this. He'd he'd put his hands up to his own face and go, "Mm," like he wanted to squeeze the baby. (laughs) So we videotaped the whole thing. It was so, so adorable to see them all together. Yeah. So we had a lot of fun and we're all hanging out. But it's nice because now we see like this next generation, you know, is going to be growing up and it's just so... It's so cool. Now
3: have you guys have you guys done your like getting your turkey and all stuff like that? Like what's uh I heard everything's gone up, right? Oh, everything's bro. like double the price. Prices? Or one and a half times the price or something like that. I know
0: that turkeys are fifty percent or something like that. I heard expensive. a bunch of stuff has gone up. Yeah, I got one ahead
2: of time to bring up, yeah, because it's gonna be crazy right now. Especially like uh, Courtney's already been trying to like gather stuff uh, because we're going to be cooking just for ourselves and, like, her sister, like, and uh, we we're supposed to have our whole family up there, but they're, like, sick and not being able to make it. Uh, but, yeah, so the I guess the grocery store has been crazy, like, slammed and, and you know, prices have been going Isn't up. Isn't everything up
0: right well, now? Well, so check this out, right? So pork, I believe bacon is 28% more expensive in the last 12 months. All pork products, beef... Is going up, turkey definitely, but yeah, pork is going up and they say that it's probably not going to slow down. Now, here's the crazy part, right? And this is why I think some companies in this environment are just going to crush. So, companies who are positioned well to weather the inflationary storm that don't necessarily need to raise their prices or at least can wait uh, the longest before raising the prices, like for example, okay, pork is up 28%, which is huge over the last 12 months, Right. right? Meanwhile, Butcher Box still has their sign up now and get bacon for life.
2: Bacon get, for life. Get
0: bacon in your box for life if you sign up right now. Yeah, now, they're crazy. positioned well because they're a direct you know, to consumer product. They deliver it to your door. Lots of middlemen are eliminated. So I feel like companies like theirs are just going to crush because yeah. people are going to – they were already saving you money. Mm-hmm. But now you're saving so much more because everything has is, is you know gone through the roof. I
3: wonder if they they turned that that thing back on like cuz they, they were they were just doing the turkey just recently they're always like, ch- yeah. like they did the salmon not long before that I wonder if they knew mm-hmm. that that's going on with bacon and so they intentionally actually switched yeah. back Dude, over that Speaking
0: of food you uh, you inspired me I know you guys went to a really nice restaurant uh, not that while ago, not that long ago so I wanted to go to a nice restaurant it wasn't nowhere near it wasn't a Michelin rated one but there's a new restaurant in the Prune Yard called Bisteca. Have you heard of this place? I've heard of it, but I haven't been there oh, yet. I haven't heard. Of oh, it. bro, the experience was amazing. Really? It was so fun, so good. They had this one dish. It was a bone marrow dish, and they bring it out on a tray, and there's you know beef bones like this, just stacked on top of each other, mm. and they're seasoned and just incredible. And then they give you another tray. With all these things that you can add to the bone broth, like bacon bits and, and mm. breadcrumbs and just all these different interesting flavors. And then they had this like um, garlic bread that was fried and thin. And so you take the and then they give you another tray with gloves and tools because you're going to wear the gloves because you're going to get messy. So like the whole restaurant is like this. It's like a huh. bunch of fun, oh, that's cool. interesting dishes that you can order oh, that's and cool. really really good restaurant. I highly recommend you it's guys. Really pretty it's close. To work. And it's close by. How's the yeah. tab? Is it like how It's expensive. It is. Yeah, it's not as expensive as uh, like what you like where you went, yeah. but it's up there. Okay. It's, it's definitely not a place you're gonna go every single week. It's like a special occasion. Wow, in the prune of, yard, huh? Prune yard.
3: What where did they replace? Do you know where they were? You, have, you have the Pacific catch on this end. You've got the It's uh, it's so if you look at the Luna, Luna catch, in the
0: middle. It's to the right. And it's one of the it's like right there on the on the end. And you'll by the way, bisteca means steak in Italian. Just wanna let everybody know. <laughs> yeah.
3: So is it a, it's technically an Italian steakhouse? It's there?
0: got a in um definitely influence, but it's not like a traditional, Ooh, Italian I want to restaurant. go, dude. Maybe I I'll... mean here's the okay. Give you an idea, right? So it's really nice, nice waiters, lots of fun. Everything's different. There's great dishes, dishes that are different. For example, we ordered this pasta dish that was like pumpkin, and it was like something you would never anticipate. It was really good. At the very end, they gave they gave us a probiotic drink. So they, oh, at the end of your meal, here's a really? probiotic trip to help you digest. And then they gave us these plastic little bags with our bill. And they said, there's a candy table over there. You can take as much candy as you And then it went to the candy table, and it's all these old school candies in this bag. Oh, interesting. Really interesting. Huh. Can
3: I go like this, the way I'm dressed, or is it more? You can do is whatever it, you want. Is it a
0: white tablecloth or no? <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny What that I noticed in the Bay Area? You go to a nice ass restaurant, there's always like, you know, people who, it's expensive. So they're obviously they've got money, but they're all like these tech dudes and stuff that they don't care. They'll wear baseball caps and you know, yeah, yeah, turtlenecks shorts and tur- and, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I looked around. and see nice, yeah. b- nice. Nobody here people. has any sense of fashion. I was telling Jessica, honest. like I was like, you see the dudes that are wearing like baseball caps and shit. I bet mean, they're worth, they're all worth hundreds of millions of dollars oh, from, yeah. you know, Google or something like that. There's so.
2: some like tipping point, right? Like once you get, uh, money and then at a certain point you go revert right back to like wearing it's, sandals.
0: Speaking
3: of rich tech billionaires that, did you see the, the, the speech that, uh, Bernie Sanders came out, was talking about, about the government funding, uh, Elon Musk and uh, Amazon and Bezos for their the rocket their Oh gosh. Did you see his whole thing? Didn't see it. No. Did you hear the all in guys talk about this? No. Oh they were they were roasting the shit out of them for giving given or Bernie Sanders giving them a hard time about government helping it and funding that and he's like, do you know how much NASA has spent on? Oh, I know you can't, can't compare like three hundred and sixty billion dollars. Yeah. You can't compare. Do you know right? how much Elon and them spent yeah. like six billion. Yeah, Go- like, government
2: funding mm, is taxpayer. That's funding. well that
3: what was yeah. so that's why I thought it was so ironic is that you've got Bernie Sanders coming out here talking shit all about about the government helping fund SpaceX, right? Yeah, and where they have conservatively built this thing already passed what nasa was doing as far as they're on, on in this pursuit right yeah and yet nasa's spent For less money 360
2: yeah yeah it's like well, that's exactly what you want but no. it,
3: the way the narrative is that oh, giving billionaires more money like and yeah. it's it, and it's that this is and you got a bunch of people that are on board with it that hear bernie say that and they're like yeah fuck the billionaires yeah. but nobody's thinking logically like wait a second it's it's their brilliance that has been able to get to the where they're at and and being able to do it on s- so little money in comparison to what it looks no, like when we let government nobody dictate spends that.
0: money worse than people who pay no yeah. consequences for wasting it. Yeah. So you're taking other people's money, then you're basically you're getting elected to to do something with other people's money, and if you don't spend all that money, you lose funding. So it's in your best interest to spend the hell out of it, and you have a bureaucracy of people underneath you that you Ugh. employ. And you can't become efficient because oh no we're gonna lose jobs, it encourages uh, wasteful spending. It's yeah, just, I it's just, just, just don't
2: I don't get it at all. Like you, you, you demonize like somebody that's like a billionaire like that, like making uh, everything more cost effective, efficient, and all. I and mean, you're glorifying a politician for saying something you like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they
0: don't do shit. Well, <laughs> yeah, like like what are we even talking? You about? You know what it is is that we attach greed to money. First of all, greed is a human. It's a it's a part of human nature. It's not. It's an ugly part of human nature, but it exists. We think it has to do with money. It's it's. Is it more noble to have political greed, for example, than monetary greed? Right. If you're a billionaire in America, you're pro- unless you're tied in with the government, and you could take people's tax money. You probably made your billions, even if you're a greedy son of a bitch. You were you made your billions because you did something that other people liked and gave you their money. Yeah. Right. Political greed. That's a whole different story I mean you mm. twist and turn and you oh, you know man. create narratives and do your thing and so greed is greed and it's bad regardless but uh, it doesn't disappear just because you take away just because someone's a billionaire and someone's a politician doesn't mean the politician isn't greedy because political greed can be <laughs> yeah. just as bad if not worse mm. so anyway interesting stuff speaking of interesting stuff Justin that Instagram page that you uh, showed us
3: <laughs> are we going to talk about
2: this which one
0: vintage uh, the cheese
3: one you're going to share that
2: bro oh okay. my god that was so, like an inside
3: thing just for us I thought
2: no okay. okay. interesting to Listen. me well, oh
3: my god
0: did you see like I came across
2: book? a page because of the name right
0: because it it's said cheese
2: cheese so <laughs> dirty bro it's completely different it's uh yeah it's like <laughs> it's like old school
0: kind of it's like old school Models, uh, that well he, it's on Instagram, so it's not gonna show you. Oh my god, like porn. that's like a fucking well, it's like, what does that mean? Plus, Instagram Instagram It's
3: today, like sixties style and like cool it's older stuff. too. Hey, think yeah, of the irony older. of that though. Instagram today is way more provocative than than the Playboy was when we were kids. Yeah, like, probably
0: what do you mean? Probably. Well, Food maybe sh- not. We were Playboy? Kids in the 80s. Playboy. Showed- all I
2: know is they look like they're having a lot more fun back then. So yeah. that's why. Well, it's, so what got it does is, it attention. shows
0: like pinups and like, but it, all, it doesn't just show that. It shows like classic ads and weird stuff. And yeah pictures that people took of themselves like you know you know like a bunch of dads you know drinking beers and it's like you know 1970s and you know they're smoking cigarettes holding kids yeah. and
2: shit and then and then lots of boobs like Be- uh, uh, you know every now and, <laughs> and then
0: but old, like it's it's interesting yeah. how how they did things in, then versus <laughs> I can't believe you
3: brought that page up i
2: think that yeah. was funny i just thought that. it was funny just, yeah, to
0: yeah, just yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. the kind of stuff i'm looking yeah. at i mean i'm guys. following now i'm yeah. interested you know so i, <laughs> I mean, dude i love old pop culture i don't care what it is whether it's that or ads you ever go if you ever Google like ads from the sixties; it'll blow your mind. The way that they sold products and stuff—yeah, like nine out of ten times, it's totally inappropriate. It's a whole mad Men. I stuff, wish we right? could do some yeah. of that stuff. Do you want to make it's your husband happy? You know, yeah. it's like this wife that's like, "Oh my god, that's how they sold products <laughs> oh, to women." So <laughs> what the hell's going on? Oh yeah, it's just it's it's pop culture. It's it'll show you just how much we've come along in certain things we, and how
3: we've fast, oh, really yeah. fast. When you think about it,
0: bro. Do you know that the Flintstones? Cartoon for Kids. Do you know who the main sponsor was for Flintstones back in the day? Probably Cigarettes or something. Marlboro. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. At the very yeah. end of the, com- of the- Did they ever- And you know what? Did they ever show cartoon characters- oh, I guess All Pe- the time. Pepe Le Pew smoked cigarettes, right?
0: Not only was he smoking cigarettes, bro, he was putting himself all over a female well, yeah, but pushing I mean, him
3: t- I'm talking about these cigarettes <laughs> and alcohol, though. Is there any other, any other cartoon- Yeah, Tom character- and Jerry would smoke-
0: Oh, even
3: Pinocchio,
2: I mean, it it was more cigars, but there, there was like that whole island where they're doing a bunch of bad stuff. Yeah. You know, all these kids. Dude,
0: speaking of like pop culture and craziness and bad stuff, I saw on Netflix, Tiger King part two was out. Didn't yeah. one of you guys watch it? I I've did watched not. watched it, yes. Okay, okay, so is it is it a is it a flaming shit show? Or? Okay, so. Here's, well, the first one was, but you still watched it. It's a disappointment. I'll just go. Ahead oh, and say it is. It right oh, really? Now. Yeah, because.
2: And I've watched about three of them now. And, and honestly, it, to me, and I don't know if anybody else felt this, but it just seems like recycled. Uh, shot, like, B-roll stuff oh, from, like, oh, that maybe. they're trying to kind of string together to make a show out of. Oh, that makes that sense. You know, and then ah. they just like, yeah, they're trying to give, like, different angles on things that, ah. that happened within the first season. Oh. And I'm like, come on, dude. Like, I... Yeah, so I was a little disappointed because I, I am all about you know, this, this crazy, like white trash, like experience.
3: It was <laughs> amazing. The first one really got me, dude. I, I loved so it. So does it not feel like anything is current and they literally are just ripped? Cause that makes sense that they would pull some bullshit like that where they're like, you know, we have so much B roll. This, None whole, of this whole story current, is dude. crazy. Let's just show yeah. it.
2: It's like, it's like side angles of like uh, lawsuits that you didn't really get uh, the other side from Carol Baskin and, his, and her husband. And, Um, And And then also just like the back and forth of like how she got so vindictive and and came at like his uh, parents, um, whatever his name is, the the main guy with the mullet. Um, So, yeah, it just it was all these like kind of side angle stuff of like how all
0: these interactions happen and then what they're paying for uh-huh. it legally. And,
2: and
1: I, I
0: just love how on the first one, nobody had a, like a full set of teeth. Like nobody.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, and they got into the, uh, you know, his boyfriends that turned into his husbands. And yeah. then this, like, and then how they came out later, they're like, I'm not even gay. <laughs> <laughs> that <was a> <laughs> thing.
1: Yes, That's where are, I lost yeah. my shit. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gay, but <laughs> meth is man. I ain't right? even
0: <laughs>
3: gay, man. Yeah. Well, I, what always makes me curious <laughs> like, is, okay, any doing? idea, Doug, maybe you can look for this is, uh, what do they get paid? like, did they make? But who made? Who makes all this money for the second, the second follow-up? Right. Like I do, think
0: the Tiger King makes some money off of it. I don't know because the
2: producer. So I don't know if Isn't you remember. Is he in jail? But, Well, so how's he
3: making that money? It, it all got
2: burned, right? Like a lot of the footage, and because it was locked up under this guy, oh, this producer's right. fire. control. And then there was a fire about it, so I'm wondering if. You know, all of this B-roll stuff was the only thing legally that they could probably patch together. Mm. Yeah, like who's
3: making all the money for this? I don't know. Is it Carol? Is it the tire gang who's in jail? Is it the people question. who produced it and made the show like? Is it Netflix that's going to get the get, is going to make the ba- biggest mm. bang for their buck out of this? Who who makes out that bitch Carol by Bass. running that a second follow up like that?
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. You know what's funny? Do you guys think the Tiger King would have exploded had it not happened On during COVID? the lockdown? I think it was bu- beautiful uh, timing.
2: Yeah, I think it would have taken longer. Uh, I think it would have been a cult classic, maybe, you know, like mm-hmm. it would have had like a smaller following, but it definitely
0: I blew wouldn't up. have watched it. I was just at home, nothing to do, and I'm like pfft. You know? And <laughs> well, you know what makes you feel better well, about yourself? That's exactly. Okay, you guys know yeah. my whole thing, right? Yeah, right? When I get
3: sick, what do I watch, right? Trash. And that has to do with just when you watch trashier shit on TV when you right. don't feel go good. At least I'm not that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess it ain't that bad. I got this little flu. I'll be over this, you know? So you got to think there's something to that. I can't be alone, right? I can't be alone on this. And you got all you got millions of people stuck in their home from COVID and stuff like that. You got to think that what a per- that's like the home run. That's that like makes the it, home run. I feel like the move. timing was. Uh, no, I don't think they planned it, right? I think it just it got. I think he got lucky that it, yeah. it came out that. But I agree with you too, though, Justin. That. Regardless, it's a crazy enough story that it eventually would have gone viral and enough people would have shared it. Yeah. But I definitely think that COVID accelerated that. Yeah, for you sure.
0: don't want to feel down on yourself and then watch like this amazing story of some super successful, motivated. Yeah, you know he's yeah. like, oh man, i I'm, I'm I feel worse. Yeah, well, yeah. dude, I remember like in
2: 2020 there was a whole period of I don't know it was like four to five months where. Uh, it finally got to the point where everybody's watched everything that was out and there was nothing new. And it was like, we were all just dry of any kind of content. And then that came out. I tell you,
0: I tell you, no, the best was when, uh, when Adam first became a dad, there was like that three or four month period where he literally watched yes. every oh, single... I know. He was reporting to us like every, <laughs> every I, documentary, hey, everything. He, burnt, he like burnt holes in I his Felix Grey glasses because oh, he was gosh. watching so much that you were just... Oh and you would always my come God. In yeah, and dude. you talk about something you watched oh. and I'm like...
3: Dude, it's you weird, watch Your Your gray glasses My son right now, like he just, he thinks it's the cutest thing to like put him on and stuff. Why? I Probably because you guys think it's cute and you tell him it's cute. Oh well, yeah. and he, Well, yeah. it was originally but now he's like a little bit bigger and stronger so he like grabs him and like pulls him and I'm like... I have, a pair that literally they look like this now oh, where, no. where he's
0: been speaking shirt. of Felix Gray I think they're still running Doug are they still running their their Black Friday or whatever sale that's going on
1: yeah through December 2nd 15% off everything,
0: everything they yeah. never do discounts. they don't, they don't yeah, do they sales never do they don't no they don't do any of that stuff you're your too good for that
1: your boy's a big kid
3: man he's so tall He's yeah he's slanking out a little bit I mean this is the first time you guys have been with him in a while right when he came down here the
0: other every
2: day. time I see him he looks like he, he grew he's starting like to, to say a bunch of new words huh? yeah
3: so now he's like uh, he just ran Randomly will say like a word now, like it's and it you'll like we're starting to get him to to say it again, too. So we're definitely like moving into it. And I'm like kind of torn, right? I was waiting for this moment, like, oh, I can't wait to have a conversation with him. But then there's that part where you're probably gonna miss him not being able to communicate yeah. and talk. And then the, the, this phase that we're in right now, bro. So.
0: You just wait, you literally, you just wait because so Facebook does this thing where it, it'll say like five years ago, 10 years ago today, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It destroys me. Yeah. I, my daughter just turned twelve, and a post comes up, and it's like you know, uh, you know, eight years ago today, and it's this. My daughter was this little tiny kid, and I wrote a story about something she said to me. Like in that story, I wrote that I told her, I said, "Oh my god, honey, you're so." She was like four or five. Like you're gonna be. Before you know it, you're going to be a teenager. Like you're growing so fast. And she goes, "I'll always be your daughter, Papa." Uh, and, and then now she here she is. Twitter I feel so like that's what one of the. things thinks have uh, a big. You dog. know, we so
3: we talk <laughs> so much <laughs> yeah, shit about Facebook and how shitty Facebook is, but that's where uh, that's their home run to me. Like that's the part. Think that of the is,
0: history that they'll own, that, right? All why, that stuff. That's yeah, why you know, I, the, think, I
3: think I think the yep. future of like funeral homes is going to look different. I don't know why. I'm waiting for someone to really disrupt that because. How cool! We're not far. I mean, it's got another maybe twenty, forty years. It'll maybe just tops. show Facebook posts yeah. throughout yeah. the years. Yeah, just imagine I'm if you could for go. a
2: virtual. Uh, what do you call those? Where, like like hologram, where you know you're talking to them. Just
3: imagine how cool that would be to be able to go. I mean, we've got the tech now. If you've got that much content, video content, both audio, visual, written content yeah. for people, the type of you know. Like, you could totally put a hologram that communicates and interacts with you. And imagine if that was like, you know what, though? would be a
0: trip. You know what, though? So it does that. It'll pop up old posts. And, not, like, I'd say 50% of the time, I cringe because yeah. it's 12 years ago. And I say something that I think is profound to my 100 family members. And I read it and I'm like, oh, what was I. Why why would I even write about oh yeah, that? but
3: I don't think of, I think of it more like the like all the videos that you're gonna have and the written content that you're gonna have when you pass say you know forty years plus from now or whatever right so you you pass 80s. yeah so or plus I said okay. right so you live to ninety hundred hundred plus and your kids will be able, I think, to be able to go to the funeral home and like hit a digital button and be able to see a hologram version of you. And interact with it. Mm. And they'll be able to use all of that, all the photos, the memories, the things that you say, you don't say.
0: we've, We've been on thousands and thousands of hours of podcasts. So they yeah. could very easily take the, your voice and your ideas and piece together and all the,
2: the nuances. Yeah, they could piece together and and create some kind of weird like AI version of us
3: easily. Oh, yeah. and I wonder how, how much, much, how much this is a random question. I wonder if Doug can figure this one out. What? How much depression is related to a death? How many people suffer from depression because they lost a spouse or they lost a mother or a father? Oh, yeah. So imagine how 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 much that's going to help in, in, in regards help to that. Help bring closure, maybe?
0: Yeah. I, I, imagine you, you- Bring up a hologram of Adam at your funeral. Hey, everybody, thanks for coming to my funeral. Real quick, there's a twenty percent discount code. Uh, if you go to <laughs> Oh, there's Adam. There he is. That's good old Adam. Hey, you, know. <laughs> yep. you got me. Yep. You son of a bitch. You got me. Yeah, again. There's Felix Ray glasses under everybody's uh, chair. Uh, I prepared for this. Yeah. Put those on because we're gonna play this video with a lot of blue light. want to actually block it. Uh, <laughs> block it
3: I just think that I think it's I think we're not far from that and we're starting to see that with things like uh you know Facebook and their memories and I, I think that's really- well
0: you remember what was that Black Mirror episode was it Black Mirror maybe something well, else Westworld where- had a little bit of that
2: towards the you know Did the they? latest season yeah. yeah where they had in your ear it was like like therapy yeah um and, and it was somebody that you knew from the past or well, whatever that's You'd
3: what really made me with. think that way was watching that I remember that episode going like wow we're really not that far off from that being a reality, especially for people like us who have this much Dude. content. Like, what yes. what topic have we not talked about and you not heard my and you response? you could create
0: a personality. Yes. Uh, you know what movie showed this perfectly in the 80s? Superman. When he goes and he builds his little, he goes, remember he goes to the North Pole or whatever and he throws mm. that crystal and, and it creates his little base or whatever. Yeah. And then he puts those crystals in and it's his dad and he's asking his dad's question but his dad's dead. Mm, so it's like yeah. it's a compilation of his dad's ideas and whatever can give him advice. Fortress a device. of Solitude. Yeah, yeah, imagine that, right? Mm. So I could be like, man, I wonder what Justin would say right now. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stop being a little bit. I'm make oh, everybody, that's everybody definitely wear bracelets. <laughs> yeah. You know? WWJD? Hey, real quick, before we get to the rest of the show, you got to check out Live On Supplements. These are some of the. This is one of the only supplement companies that focuses on the delivery process. So here's the deal. Oftentimes, you take supplements; they go into your digestive system you destroy them, and then you pee them out. So it's expensive urine. Nothing actually gets to the tissues of your body that you want to improve from these supplements. Well, not with Livon. Livon uses some pretty interesting technology, liposomal technology, in fact, to get these particular compounds to your system. For example, they have a form of glutathione that your body actually utilizes. This is a very important antioxidant for your liver and your entire body. Great for the immune system. They have all kinds of other products. Go check them out. I like their B-Complex as well. Great, great product. Right now, if you head over to liveonlabs.com forward slash pump, you can get any one product and get a sample pack of all six of their other products for free, which is pretty cool. So it's the best way to absorb your vitamins and nutrients. Again, this is one of the only places I get those particular supplements from. Live on Labs. All right?
1: here comes the rest of the show. First question is from Robert Bowers one. What are your thoughts on partial reps versus full range of motion for hypertrophy?
0: Okay. So head to head, if you were to compare, and they've done this in lots of studies, right? Partial repetitions to full reps, the full reps build more muscle and build greater strength along a greater continuum. In other words, strength is relatively specific, right? So if I squat, in within six inches, I'll get a little carryover of strength uh, at the eight inch mark and nine inch mark and 10 inch mark, but it starts to fade the further away I get from that range that I train within. So full ranges of motion gives you broader strength and also builds more muscle studies. Again, they show this, but are there is there value to partial reps? Yes, there is. You can use partial reps in ways to increase intensity and volume, but really should be saved uh, for advanced lifters. I don't think this is really anything that the average person should utilize in their training. I think they should always focus on full ranges uh, yeah. of motion. And if they can't do full ranges of motion, they should work on mobility so they can. I think work.
2: it's a novel stimulus. You know, it's something that you can add in after you've really built a, a quite a, a quality base, uh, you know, in your programming. But in terms of like um, full range of motion reps, you just get so much. Um, carry functional strength as well as like usable strength uh, mm-hmm. versus just um, the the aesthetic side but I mean, you can accomplish both things at once and so I just you know w- would prefer like with clients of mine to um, go through the full range of motion as you are going to experience the benefit of getting stronger and multi- in, in further in, in in depth in terms of the angle uh, that you're going. Is there ever
3: a time? when partial reps are superior?
0: I would say um, in specific ways, like, okay, uh, I go to failure and I'm trying to add even more intensity. Well, I can't do another rep or at least another full rep. Now I'll add a couple partial reps. That's why I said this, I would save this for really advanced lifters who know how to utilize this properly. But for the most part, I mean, I'll tell you what, I never used partial reps in my training with clients. Almost never. Yeah. It wasn't something that I was in the repertoire at all. Now, it, now I do, I do want to be clear, by the way, when we say full range of motion, that's very individual. Full range of motion is the range of motion that you have control over. So what that means is that if a parallel squat is your full range of motion, if you go outside of that, things break down. I'm not encouraging you to go deeper than than parallel because you'll probably hurt yourself. But what I will encourage you to do is to work on the stability, stability mobility that allow you to go deeper and get a full range of motion because you're going to get so many uh, more benefits. But yeah, people like partial ranges of motion mainly because it's easier and you can go heavier. I can lift more weight. I'm with glad you, I, I'm glad you gave that
3: example because, um, that is the only time I could think that I've used, uh, partial reps, but I wouldn't have considered them partial reps. I would consider them full range of motion for that client. For example, you've heard yeah. me talk about on the podcast, what do I do with a 75-year-old lady that can't squat down to 90 degrees? Right. And I've talked about where I'll take a bench, and then I'll even put like a foam pad on it, and then she's only she's only squatting down this tiny bit and then getting back up. That would be considered a, a partial rep, partial squat. But that's the – she has only got that range of motion that she can control with strength, and I'm working towards getting lower. So if you're counting that as partial reps, even though I don't yeah. think that's where this question is coming from, that is the only place where I've ever used it with a client.
0: There's one more place. Strength athletes will use partial reps. To- no, I'm saying
3: where I have used it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've I'm never used it. U-
0: there's another way to, add, to, to utilize them with value again it's advanced but uh, strength athletes right so lockout right if they mess up on lockout on a bench right. then they'll tr- they'll train in that range of motion or if the, maybe you're at the bottom you're addressing weak points
2: in like yes. a lot of the compound lifts yeah so yep. y- you can like hyper focus on uh, you know uh, whether it's uh, the, the pull from the bottom or whether it's the lockout portion of it totally. you can kind of just focus on that but also too with like You know, sports athletes. I know, like you see this go viral all all the time with uh, basketball players, like only squatting halfway down, uh, for instance, based on you know their lever and based on like where they're really going to generate force uh, the most. The coach is just kind of limiting it to that uh and and focusing on generating force within you know what's more usable for them on the court Mm uh and plus like seven foot so it's like you know it's yes it's a different it's a totally different leverage i mean
3: you might catch me do the doing this like on let's say like one of our focus days in maps aesthetic and i'm doing you know buys and tries and uh I just did some, you know, full range of motion, uh, you know, cable curls. And then I'm, you know, finishing it off with, you know, four or five short little p- pumping reps. And my desired outcome is I'm training hypertrophy that day. I'm looking for the pump. And so all I'm trying to do is send as much blood and fluid as I possibly can in there. I'm not worried about the plus. I'm also coupling it with full range of motion bicep curls. So you might see me finish off like that. But it is, it's such a... Um, it's such a splitting hair difference on the value of it into your routine that you would never catch me training a client with it because I don't think it gives you that much value. But at the same time, I can admit that sure, I've you've caught me probably doing that uh, here and there. In, Who's in the a, most
2: guilty of of using this technique
3: here? Out of, of us?
2: Of, well, I mean, not no. I just mean in general.
3: Like, where oh, see what's what the
2: most? Bodybuilders,
0: yeah,
3: yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely, bodybuilders. But what, what's the their philosophy with it, the pump? Yeah, because yeah. the, the, they're they're so they are so focused on the pump. By the way, a, looking, looking it's their at, strength and weakness, right? So yeah. it's like there's it's their strength. Bodybuilders, are some of the best at getting a, a pumping up a specific muscle that they want to yeah. target. Um, problem is they stay in that mindset, and that's why I was saying, like, you might catch me do it if I was like, "Hey, I'm, I'm just gonna pump the delts today." That's yeah. all I'm gonna. I just want to do yeah. all these moves to get as much fluid pumped into them as but possible. But that's not even
0: it's never it's not even close to the majority of the way you train.
3: Right? You, yeah. I would never neglect a, a five by five set of overhead presses. Though, by the,
0: by the way, this is where a lot of because a lot of this is an unknown fact. Full range of motion, proper resistance training is one of the best ways to improve functional flexibility, better than almost any other form of exercise, because when you train a full range of motion, you build strength in that full range of motion, so now you have functional flexibility. Not just flexibility, but flexibility that you own. Okay, so where does the myth come from then that bodybuilding or lifting weights makes you tight? Well, there's some truth to it. If you train in partial reps all the time, Mm -hmm. you build a lot of strength in a short range of motion. Outside of that range of motion, you have little control. So you're really strong here, Outside of that, you become weak. So your body actually learns to move in a very limited way. Mm -hmm. So you see guys and girls with lots of muscle who train with partial ranges of motion. You see them try to do other movements like throw a Frisbee or turn, and they seem very limited because they've built a majority of their strength in these kind of partial short ranges uh, of motion. So that's the thing you want to pay attention to. But I mean, look, if your goal is to develop a balanced, strong body and you want to have nice aesthetics, The majority of your training should be focused on full range of motion. By the way, I learned this first. When I first learned this, it was because my certifications told me to train in partial ranges of motion. No joke. Like my first certification told me, don't allow your clients uh, to come down below 90 degrees on a bench press or don't let your clients come down below 90 degrees on a shoulder press. That's what I learned in my certifications. And the, the justification was, Oh, muscle activation is the same and it's more too dangerous to go lower. And I remember when I broke out of that, Mm -hmm. I got better results. My clients got better results. And then I realized these certifications really are just trying to mitigate risk as much as possible. So they're going to give you the subpar way of training, thinking that trainers are too dumb to apply it properly. So here, let's just do this. It's totally safe. But it was, it was terrible. I remember learning that and going why, afterwards being like, why would they teach me that? It sent yeah. me back like a couple a of years. A lot of times, yeah,
2: too, it was interesting because going 90 degrees or like just above, it's like a lot of times you don't even get that real glute activation yet. Oh, on a squat So you get no. depth. It's yep. like, and you don't realize that until you actually work on that. So yeah, the, that was always something I would battle was the certifications just limiting uh, ranges of motion because it's a safety thing for them.
1: Next question is from I am Sofa King Awesome. <laughs> Good yeah. job, everybody. What are the pros and cons of having a workout partner? Uh, uh, mostly cons. Yeah.
0: You know what though? <laughs> I can see. So, okay, so a majority, think about all the years you guys have been working out. Yeah. yeah. What percentage of it would you say is with a workout partner, and what percentage of it would you say the, is on now? Li- the very first quarter?
2: Yeah, that's what I would say. I yeah. say that's exactly what I'd and say. And then, is then is it, it was from then on out. Like, yeah. no. First no 25% of my lifting. You know what's funny is, is
0: mm. I bet you most people who've been training consistently for more than, let's say, seven or eight years probably follow something similar. Like in the beginning, they probably worked out with a workout partner, and then eventually – you know, went off on the, you know, road. I wanna, I'm the same way.
3: I wanna believe that, but I, I I found in the bodybuilding community it's not bodybuilding community, everybody loves to work out together, man. They it's like they have a workout partner and they're about it, man. They they, they meet up each really? other. Yeah.
0: At least in the Now, is it mostly for pre contest or is it off season all, all the time? Season, all the time. Yeah, really? all the
3: time. They all like it's to live. It's a commiserating thing or you pushing each other because it's all about other. intensity driven. Oh, yeah. that's so it's real, And it's actually as much an off-season as it is in-season. Off-season, it's all about packing the calories on, packing on the muscle, and you use each other to pump each other up and, and I'll get t- after it. I'll tell it. you the pros and cons yeah.
0: for me personally. So pros, it, first off, depends on the workout partner. But if I work out with the right workout partner, it'll help me stay on – Track and stay away from my ego because sometimes my ego makes me do exercises that I probably shouldn't at that moment. I should. Did probably you just do. say that the workout partner helps you not? If I get the right workout partner, oh. so if I get the wrong workout partner, it'll do the opposite. Like if I work out with uh, somebody like myself, then my risk of injuries just goes to the roof because now it's about yeah. That's what I've always expected. I was going to say I would, I'm
3: going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge your way of yeah. thinking there because I think we're all. I would consider all of us, uh, you know. A-plus workout partners. Like, I know how to spot. No, 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 no. I,
0: I know. Uh, no. I n- none of us are good workout partners for each other. <laughs> not for each other. Not for each other.
3: Well, then who are you going to get? Uh, well, Some um, docile dude who doesn't know what the no, fuck he's doing? No. Like,
0: what's your idea
3: of what an A-plus fucking workout partner is? My wife is?
0: was a great one. when Her and I worked out together, and mainly because there's no competition there. She's not going to lift as much as me anyway. We can check each other, and I have smarter mm-hmm. workouts. If I work out with one of you knuckleheads, yeah. I guarantee within a few weeks, it's going to turn into, without us realizing it, the intensity is going to creep up, the weight's going to creep up, and it'll be fun, but then somebody's going to you know, get hurt. So the pros are, if you have a good partner, they can check you, watch your form, help you push yourself when you need to. It might be more motivating for some people. The cons are you have to rely on the other person's consistency and attitude and energy. And I take my workout so seriously that if a workout partner shows up, and their mood is down by two degrees, I don't want to talk to you ever... I don't want to work out with you ever again. Like, we're, you show up five minutes late, I'm on my own, go do your own thing type of deal. So that's the cons, is, is I have to rely on someone else. The pros are, if you get a good partner, they can make you work out better.
3: Yeah, I, I'm going to stick with my original statement that it's mostly cons. Uh, the only pro... Uh, that I think is there's some value there when you're first starting. When you're first starting out, and it, purely I see it as not uh, not anything that you're talking about, but just the commitment to get to the gym. I've made a commitment to somebody else that I meet them on Monday, yeah. Wednesday, Friday at 6 a.m. Therefore, I'm more likely... For a lot to, of people, it's like that. Yeah, I'm more likely to yeah. show up to the gym, and there's a lot of value in the, the commitment aspect. But as far as the training itself, I personally think it's almost impossible to work out with another person just because we are all so unique. We're all, there were so that everybody, everybody's bodies need something so individualized. Even if your goal is the same, both of us are meathead guys. We both want to build a bunch of muscle, but it's like my body type is so different than any, either one of your guys' body types. And my weaknesses are totally different than your weaknesses yeah. and my imbalances and my freaking issues that I got going on totally different than you guys. And yeah. so my programming should be really designed around what what weak areas do I need to address to prime myself correctly before I go into my workout? How was my sleep the night before, my food, uh, what I did previously in the workout, that should dictate my yeah. intensity and volume that I go into that workout. All those variables matter so much more than what does my workout partner to do.
0: It's also because you take your workout so seriously that you don't want to compromise for the other person to do the back and forth. Because well, you know what you need to do. Well, right? that's what I do if
3: I train with like my girl or somebody. Like If I train with somebody else, I do end up compromising for, for them because well, yeah. I want to give them a good experience sure. and a good workout. So what I end up doing is not what I probably should do for myself. Yeah. That's why I say... It's mostly cons because most of it is centered around the hype, the motivation, the get there to get right. to the gym, to push through, and those are all the wrong reasons. Yeah, that's to why be I going. think
2: we're we're terrible people to ask this question. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be honest
3: because I, I feel
2: like we just we know too much. Uh, when you get to a certain point where um, you know yourself oh, like the best, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, how everything works. Like it, any partner you bring in, you're going to be compromising your time. Like you're going to yep. have to explain things. It's a pain in the ass. Like if you're in the same sort of uh, mentality as somebody else that's kind of just trying to figure it out, I think it's beneficial in that environment. Uh, just in, for accountability. I think maybe if that's like your your biggest thing, right? For sure. Like I can't get to the gym. I just need somebody that's going to be there and hold me accountable. It's consistent. Um, if, if you're somebody in that state of mind where you're reliant on that, like I find value in that. But, uh, for me personally, the only way I would have a workout partner at this point, uh, would be if I'm just learning a very new skill and for a brief moment of time, and they
3: know it, Agreed. they, they yeah. know it. And that's I'm it. like, I'm just that's picking such it a, apart. Totally that's, such agree. An, that's such an anomaly though, right there. That's a, like, I mean, that's a one-off situation. And I guarantee there's people right now Okay? There's somebody right now that is shaking their head no, and they're like, and you know what they're saying? I get my best workouts when I work out with my workout partner. And then, Steve you know, really pushes and, me. And you know that's the problem with it is that you still measure the success of your workout by how fucking hard you lift. Yeah. And that is not a good gauge of what makes a good workout Again, we know a, too good, much, dude, a good a good training session is should be measured for what you need at that specific moment in time and the the idea that we and, and by the way I know this because I was the same way I was the same young kid who thought like man I my workouts are never as good as as they are unless I have my workout partner because why because he pushed me that next yeah. level when I wanted to stop at rep five and you know what if someone tried to push me through a workout right now I'd fucking slap and throw and weight like, at them. don't tell don't tell me where I need. If I need to push more or not right now, I know what I need to do. So that's the last thing that I would yeah. want. But the people that are shaking their head at me that disagree with what we're saying right now are people that are still stuck in that mindset that it's all about intensity. I, I think
0: some Look, I think for some people, yeah. there's a lot of value because they, they their workout partners, like it's like a partner, and they work out together, and they grow together, and they do a lot of stuff. I get that. But the, the, the key is finding the right workout partner. For me, I hated it most of the time because I was always – the consistent one the motivated one so it's like i was always the damn teacher right exactly what you said was absolute 100% justin if i worked out with anyone now and i picked a workout partner it's because i want to learn something like if i'm going to if i'm going to go through a whole mobility stint or i'm going to do a bunch of you know non-traditional workouts i'll i'll ask justin hey justin can i do a Sled and uh, kettlebell workout with you because he's good at it, and I'm going to learn right. from him. Right. But otherwise, uh, I mean, not really. But in the past, in the past, I mean, I've had a, a few good workout partners. I, I think I thought- it's
3: always one sided. It's never yeah. equal. Usually, right? It, always. Yeah. If you're if, in that situation, is. the guy who's teaching you. You were making out. That, right. He's yeah. get, he's getting the shit in the stick. Yeah. If you're listening to this right now and you're you have a trainer friend who you work out with, well, yeah. Guess what? You get you are. That's a good idea yeah,
0: for you to buy keep him that, a nice Christmas. present. Yeah, yeah,
3: keep that workout partner because your workouts <laughs> are probably better because yeah. you have a professional that's working out with you. But guess what? His is probably suffering. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody is someone's getting well, the shit in the and stick. All, and
0: uh, here's the other thing. Now, as I've done this for so long, now my workouts are so meditative and. You know, for lack of a better term, spiritual experience for me. I go in there, I shut off, I do my thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk to somebody else or be worried about. Oh, it's your turn, or take the weight off, or change this. I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. I'm in my own space, not talking to anybody yeah. unless I choose to. If I have a workout partner there, it's like, I, oh, okay, I gotta go. You know, gotta do yeah. my thing. Gotta talk to. Them. So it'd have to be really somebody special to work out with. <laughs> like, in we order like, to do like that. working out around you guys, just not like with. Dude, I you. tell you, listen. I say, okay, I say we're all terrible workout partners for each other because of whatever. We've all worked out at the same time many times. We never, I think we've only worked out together like three times. Yeah, like less, than, less than a
3: handful for sure. Yeah, But yeah.
0: but we're usually working out at the same time. Yeah, and that, right?
3: I think that's great. And that's where I'm like, there is there is a way to, the thing that I thought was the only real pro is the whole meeting there. So, hey, I'm all for Having a person to help commit you, and then to after do you're done, get
0: a get a yeah. meal. Get or meet something each other yeah. Time.
3: Like like, hey, I'll meet you at the gym, holding each other accountable, and then you guys do your thing, and then you meet back. And maybe some days you both happen to be like, oh, it's a light, easy day. Yeah. I'm not gonna train really hard. Oh, me
0: too.
2: Or one to exercise. Get... Hey, yeah. let me jump. Oh, yeah, ahead. I'm hitting those all. Yeah, in that's cool. Whatever.
3: Like, I mean, and that's actually how Katrina and I work out that way. So Katrina and I, if we train at the gym together, we do not train together. It's like. She has things that she knows that she needs to accomplish. She's normally running one of the maps programs. I have my my handful of things that I want to accomplish. Yep. Now sometimes they intersect. Sometimes, oh, you're squatting on today. Oh, I'm squatting too. We'll go share the the rack together and we'll work out. That's our working out together. Yeah. But it's not me pushing the and trying her intensity or her yeah. motivating me to do whatever or telling me let's go here. It's like I just don't see a lot of value in it unless you're pretty
1: pretty new. Next question is from McConnell 816 what are your thoughts on massage guns, cold tubs, and saunas for recovery? So all those three
0: things, I'm going to put in the same category as supplements. So what I mean by that is, mm. let's change the question. What are your thoughts on supplements for recovery? Supplements are maybe 2% of diet and sleep and how you train in terms of recovery. Same thing with these things. Can they help? Yes. But do they, do they compare to... The right training program, getting more sleep, um, you know, getting enough recovery between workouts? No. So in other words, you can't fix a bad workout or crappy sleep or bad stress with these particular products. I think that these are great in their own right. In other words, if you have everything's going good, uh, your training is good, you're recovering right, you got the right volume, you're getting good sleep, and then you throw in cold tubs and sauna, you'll get some additional health benefits from them. But I see too many people try to make up for overtraining or poor sleep or whatever with these devices and tools and techniques and think, oh, this is going to fix everything. It's not. It's not going to fix anything.
3: No, I mean, I like the idea of kind of like, let's go down this like path of comparing it to supplements. Um because I, I can get down with that, because when you talk about percentage-wise as far as the the pie chart of what yeah. uh, you know dictates a successful training program as far as recovery and all that stuff like that, it would fall in a similar category as supplements. Now, my only thing that I challenge that is that supplements, what I don't like about supplements, now they're, they're cheaper, You know, like you, a bottle of creatine is much cheaper than a massage gun or a cold tub, but the nice thing about those things is once you own them, you have them. You have them. You could use them as many times. Like supplements, I feel like it's like this. I've probably spent more money on supplements combined total over my lifetime than I could own. I could have my own sauna, my own all those things in my house and have it forever to use that other people can use and get lots of value in. Um, So I prefer, I think to me, those are more valuable than supplements are, uh, especially since I, I think these are just a more natural process of trying to get your body to speed up its recovery. Um, but they're all, it's also a tool and when used inappropriately and not correctly, you don't get a lot of value. The value
0: is with these, Mm. the value of these things is to add them to a good routine, a good diet and a good Mm. sleep schedule and good stress management. Like I've done this before where I'm like, Oh, I'm a little overtrained. I'm going to add these things in thinking it's going to fix everything. It doesn't. But when I add them to a good system, it does enhance things a little bit like sauna does have health benefits. There's lots of studies that show that, but it's not this huge recovery tool. It doesn't like, for example, getting more sleep is going to be way more impactful.
2: Yeah. And it's interesting because I don't really look at these tools necessarily when I'm like physically like beat up as much as I'm mentally stressed. Mm. And, And that's a good point. I tend to gravitate and it just feels good with like the, the Theragun and, um, you know, those massage guns. Um, it's just something that kind of helps you to kind of, uh, relax your, your state of mind. And I guess, you know, part of that is sort of, you know, tricking, tricking, uh, you know, that signal. So you're in this like constant loop of anxiety and all these things that you're running through with your brain. I feel the same way with the sauna just helps you to kind of decompress. Uh, the, the cold one is interesting because, uh, you know, the cold plunge, I thought was just going to be like an extreme kind of like, oh, I got to like, you know, brace my way through this and, and grit and bear it, uh, which found out that's a terrible uh, way to approach it. And that was something that is actually part of the protocol is you got to learn to not do that and and you, you don't feel as much pain and anguish, uh, which is a whole value in itself in terms of battling all this like mm-hmm. anxiety and everything else. Cause that's usually my go-to is to uh, brace bear down. Mm-hmm. And then you end up like pushing it down, you keep it and, and it just stays with you and it just gets worse. Uh, whereas it's, it's a bit of a release and, and, and you know, realizing that, uh, you know, you fighting it actually like makes things worse. And so to acknowledge it and, uh, breathe slowly and get in a calm yeah. parasympathetic state is all part of the training.
0: Yeah, there's there's benefits to these things,
1: but
3: I love them. Yeah. I mean, I I the, I hate that we don't have a cold plunge here. Like I I use our sauna mm-hmm. all the time um and I would use a cold plunge if we had a really nice setup for us to be able to do that. I think it would be amazing to do it before we podcast. So forget that like this person's asking about recovery. I'm like on the page with Justin. It's yep. like there's the mental benefits yeah, I of agree. this. And the like, a performance enhancing that would be to go into the go into podcast. It's like a shot of oh, caffeine. caffeine. Hell, are, like yeah, better than that even, right? I mean the the feeling that you get when you come out of a cold plunge, especially if you have the contrast of a hot cold mm-hmm. like that. Oh, the feeling is an instant. Not to mention it has some recovery. But the problem with these things is the the science they use to try and sell them is is okay. Like, okay, yeah, it can help speed up recovery. I think they inflate how amazing it is. It's like you said, yeah. it's, it's, a a a small very, it's a very small, it's small percentage. But I do think it has tremendous benefit in just how you feel. Definitely. Like, I, everybody who's listening right now, if you've never done this, do this for one week, report back to me on how... Just take a cold shower. Exactly. In End your shower with a 30-second to one minute minimum, okay, so a minute to two minutes if you can, of ice-cold water. Shut the hot water and see how your day is. Just... Mm-hmm tell me how the beginning of your day goes for that week. And I bet you 90% people report back that they were more productive, they had better energy, they were more alert. Like, There's a lot of good benefits other than just the recovery piece that they sell.
0: Yep, and I'll say this about recovery. If you feel like you need something to help you recover, first of all, look at your workouts, look at your diet, you might be doing too much. Sleep, sleep is so underrated. Get better sleep or just take a nap or a couple naps. That'll do more for your recovery than any other tool you could do or add to your body. It's like someone's like, "Oh, I'm going to go do 45 minutes, uh, you know, sauna, you know, sessions or whatever." It's like, well, take a nap. Take a nap. if it's for recovery, take a nap and you'll get better benefits.
1: Next question is from Brow Art. Is there any value in taking glutamine? Glutamine, you know, glutamine was a huge yeah, was. bodybuilding supplement in the
0: 90s, especially I maybe used to take it all early time. 2000s. Oh, yeah. So the, the, the philosophy was this. Well, first off, they had studies showing that burn victims who were, giving, who were given glutamine would, would heal faster uh, than if they weren't given the glutamine. And so the bodybuilding community, of course, the supplement industry took that and said, oh, it helps with recovery. Oh, plus, here's another selling tool. Glutamine is the most abundant amino acid found in skeletal muscle. So it must mean we can take glutamine and get all kinds of uh, incredible results. It, it doesn't work that way. Glutamine does help a little bit when you're under tremendous amounts of stress, when you're teetering on overtraining, but it's pretty small. It's not really significant. If your protein intake is high, it's probably not going to make a difference. Here's where glutamine can be beneficial. Uh, immune and gut health function. In, in many cases, because the gut actually uses a majority of glutamine in uh, repair. So what you find now is glutamine is more of a gut health immune supplement than it is for bodybuilding. Yeah. But means. is
3: it, is, the, is that all canceled if you're taking either a, a BCAA already or you're taking a protein shake or not you're BCAA, adequate
0: protein? Not BCAA because those are th- three other amino acids. But <clears throat> if you took a... Oh, that's right. Glutamine is not in the in the BCAA. No, it's, it's not right. even essential. It's, that's it's right. a non-essential amino acid. But if you took... If you uh, had, for example, in, in, in gut health and immune studies, they find that whey protein is beneficial. Whey protein is naturally high in glutamine and the branched-chain amino acids. So would it give you the same results? I would probably say yes. Here's where amino acids get kind of interesting, especially like the branched-chain amino acids and glutamine. If your protein intake is low, then you may benefit. So who would I have supplement with amino acids? Vegans. I, always. My, as, as a trainer... When I had vegan <laughs> clients, because uh, it, it was pretty rare that they could get their protein up pretty high unless they supplemented with protein, I would have them take branched chain amino acids or and glutamine before and after the workouts, and they would notice. So glutamine and creatine then. Huh? Yeah, it, creatine, glutamine, uh, leucine, isoleucine, and valine, right? The branched amino acids, and they would get they would notice benefits, or maybe just the essential amino acids, right, which include the branched chain ones. But if your protein intake's high. Not really. Like if you're listening to this and you're working out and you're doing everything right, and then you add glutamine to your supplements, you're probably not going to notice anything. Yeah.
3: By the way, since we just had the other question right before this, if I had to compare which ones I prefer, I would be I would lean more towards the sauna and the cold plunge than I would uh, glutamine.
0: Oh right. Yeah. Personally. I, yeah 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 yeah. I, I would agree with that. You know what you know what amino acids I like to u- utilize. My protein intake's high, so I really don't supplement with too many amino acids, but I do like theanine. On an empty stomach with caffeine, that's a totally different uh, thing. Though uh, yeah.
3: you guys, got me to fall in love with that. I really you, like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, but other than that, um, amino acids. You know, if your protein intake's high, not tons of value. If it's low, then you can find some interesting things with individual amino acids. You know, happening. By the way, you can take too many. By the way, like too many branched amino acids can cause reductions in serotonin because right. of the way we they compete, right? I've heard. Yeah. Cause they compete with the production of, uh, of serotonin, uh, with tryptophan, I think, which is part of that creation. And so they'll find like, I used to do this. I would drink branched amino acids all day. Cause I thought, Oh, I, the more the merrier. And I was kind of like, people are Fla-. still doing that. I know right. I literally, I'd have a jug of water and I'd pour my beer and that was it. I would drink it all day long. And I was kind of flat. I noticed I needed more caffeine. Then I learned about that. And I like, Oh, okay. I think I'm taking uh, too many. Look, if you like our information, head over to mindpumpfree.com and check out all of our guides. We have guides that can help you with almost any fitness goal. You can also find all of us on Instagram. So Justin is at mindpumpjustin, I'm at mindpumpsal, and Adam is at mindpumpadam.
1: Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com.